What is up, y'all? It is Social on the Sidelines, episode number 26. 26. Wow. Uh, presented by Front Office Sports with episodes brought to you by Whomst, Amara. <laughs> As always, episodes are presented by Team Infographics. Oh, God. <laughs> it's been a minute. I really missed singing it. Um, hit them up for all your digital content needs. They're great peeps over there. And you can find them on Twitter at Team Infographs or TeamInfographics.com. Indeed. So we are joined today by one, a Western Conference Finals. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Uh, our very own Amara Baptist. And secondly, Ty Rogers, who has worked with Duke Basketball. Michigan football, uh, Indiana basketball, currently doing work for Cam Newton, and is a full-time freelancer, Emmy Award winner. You want to hear this dude. Um, his skill set is in video, photography, and graphic design, but he's made quite a name for himself on social media because the videos he puts out are so dope. Yeah. If you don't know his work, take a look at it before listening to this podcast because he does some amazing stuff. Um, yeah, and... He, uh, it's also really cool because he self-taught, which I thought was super inspiring and awesome because normally you, you know, just assume that people have been doing it their whole lives, but he actually learned, um, pretty much his entire skill set from YouTube. So it's a really cool, um, change of pace and he was awesome. Yeah, no, he was, he was a great listen. One of the better episodes, which I say often, but it's true. This one was really good, especially if you want to get into, uh. A different side of things from a player perspective and, and working with a player um on their social specifically that being said we have a few things to talk to you about mrs baptist uh the first mrs. of which i got married since the last episode you're married to the game Ooh, wow Ooh, you see Bars. what i did there okay put me on it get me on a dame track i deserve to be Yo. a freestyle edition i got bars <laughs> You anyway, should do four uh, bar Friday. Shout out. Four I could. Bar I actually. I've been thinking. If people look hard enough, they could see a video of me on my Twitter freestyling. I'm Yo, not gonna put should, it out for you, but I've I've it. freestyled on Twitter. I, Listen, I might do it. Maybe I'll do it. Do it, and then I'll send it to Dame. Be like, "Yo, feature this guy," and then you'll <laughs> go viral, and it'll be awesome. It it all started here. Once you guys see my four bar Friday, remember it came from here. That being said. Um, you've had quite the playoff journey. We haven't talked since this <sighs> began, but that being said, you y'all have been through some stuff. So, first of all, you gotta <laughs> let the people know what it was like to be there when Dame hit one of the most clutch shots in playoff history, in my opinion. A step back thirty seven footer, was yeah. it? Uh to clinch a series. Talk about that. Like what was it like? covering that have you ever experienced anything like that i think i know the answer is no but what's it like to cover a moment like that or be yeah. part of it so this whole run has been really interesting because the first series was so emotional like on all ends it was very much like these teams do not like each other um portland was pretty much uh picked everyone picked against portland in the series so uh, from the start, you could just tell this was going to be an emotional series. And it was cool because I could play off that in social media. Um, it was a rivalry on all ends. And I felt that um, we did a good job kind of uh, capitalizing on that. Um, 
And the shot was I so that game was a emotional journey because we got down, you know, uh got down by like I think it was fifteen, um, with like ten minutes to go. It wasn't looking great. Um and then Nurk came out and that was the first time he's been at a game since he broke his leg. And the crowd went crazy. It was just it was an amazing moment. And honestly, it from then on it was like a movie, you know, things happened and we, you know, Russ m- misses a layup with like really good defense by Chief and Dame gets the ball and he's staring down Paul George and it's just it's still so crazy that that happened. And then when the shot went in, I kind of froze because like what do you like what do you do in that situation? You kind of forget like oh crap, I have to work. Like I have to. This is where my work begins. <laughs> right. So, um I did the first thing that I felt in the moment and I just like tweeted a bunch of gibberish honestly like it was just like tons of letters and it got like 20,000 retweets because I think everybody was just feeling that same way um and then from there obviously you kind of you can't really celebrate um you have to start getting that content and start you know start posting but it was it was such an incredible moment and then game seven was another highlight um same thing you know everyone picked against Portland um we lose by like 25 in Denver series. Looks like it's going to be over. Come home. Dame's amazing. CJ's amazing. And then game seven, which I've never experienced. Um, and we're down by 17. It looks like it's over. And then we just came back and it was awesome. It's been a really fun ride. Hopefully we can tie it up against the Warriors, but it's all in all, it's been, it's been amazing. I think the key is you just have to go down by like 15 to 17. And right. Then, uh, I know when we were up by 17 last night, I was like, oh, this, this might not end well. I don't feel good. <laughs> I don't feel good about this. Well, we're we're all rooting for you, except the people from Oakland listening to this and or people that claim to be Warriors fans. Right. Sorry if you claim. To be. We got to um, do this for America. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, that being said, I, I think it's one of those moments, both of those are going to be times where if you were watching those games, you're always going to wonder, like, what were you doing in that moment? Like, I still remember what I was doing when Dame hit the game winner over the Rockets, you know, back however many years ago that was. And this moment, I will always remember. So I think you encompassed that moment perfectly on social. I think the numbers proved it. And the one other thing I want to talk about is you ended... I want to say that series, or maybe it was a it was a game, maybe it was game three or something like that of the first round where you tweeted uh, at about Jennifer, which oh, yeah. for everyone who's listening, who doesn't know, basically CJ McCollum. Well, you tell the story. Yeah, so this was I think during the summer, um, CJ had tweeted something. I, I think I think it was about Kevin Durant. Um, cause he was on the podcast and there was like a little bit of drama there. They're friends, but there was a little bit of drama and he tweeted something about KD and this girl named Jennifer tweeted back and was like, win a playoff game and then talk. And he responded, I'm trying Jennifer. And it was just immediately you could just, you, it just went viral. Um, it was meme material. It was incredible. And, um, that moment we were, I was in, I will never forget. I saw it happen. And I turned to my coworker, Adam, and I was like, when we win a playoff game, that's going to be the caption. 
and um, it was game one, and we beat the Thunder, and we just said, like, this one's for you, Jennifer, and it obviously everybody loved it, but it was fun because we kind of saved it to that moment, and I think that I'm sure you've done this plenty of times, too. You can, you know, if we wouldn't have won a playoff game, like, that wouldn't have happened. So a lot, so oh, much yeah. of social media is like being prepared for the what ifs and not necessarily getting rewarded for that. <laughs> Let me tell you people, when the Minnesota Timberwolves win a playoff series for the first time since 2004, boy, do I have some hate for y'all. Right. Because yes, so many, yes, 100%. So many of the moments that people don't realize are things like most social media managers have, or teams have literally folders of stuff where right. if this happens, we are going to use this. And 99% of the time, the thing that you're asking about never happens. But when it does, the worlds collide. Yeah, it's a, it's that's a great what, feeling. That's the type of thing Thanos was after. Like, that's the type of feeling I feel like when things collide like that. I just feel like I have all the Infinity Stones. You get what I'm yeah, saying? so, you know, I haven't watched those movies. So... What is wrong with you? I mean, a lot. What is wrong with you? A lot is wrong with me, but... Yo, you're off the podcast. Someone send me a replacement. Thanos should have snapped you away. You don't even know what I'm saying. You don't even know what I'm saying. You just watched the memes. Yes, you learned through Twitter. I learned the memes. fake. I learned the memes because I had to do it for the gram. Look at this fraud. Look at this fraud. fraud. All right, should we get into the interview? Yeah, let's do it. You're a fraud, though. <laughs> Doesn't matter about the interview. You're a fraud. I should have never recorded this with you. I should have went back in time, just like in the movie, which you don't know about. Okay, without further ado. What's up, y'all? It is Social on the Sidelines back again. Amara Baptist joined by Shabazz Khan, myself, and a new but very special guest, Ty Rogers, who is been with you you michigan football but is currently freelancing has done a bunch of great stuff ty what's up welcome to the podcast hey guys glad to be on the show uh honored for you guys to ask me to be on here and looking forward to it of course um so i got into a little bit there but i missed out on plenty so michigan football duke basketball indiana basketball uh, freelancing and doing work uh, on the side, in addition to Cam Newton's creative. Is that correct? Yep, that's correct. So let us know kind of how we start every show, how you got to where you're at now. I know there was quite a few journeys that entailed, including the ones that I mentioned, stops along the way. <laughs> Tell us about each one and kind of where your overall start in the industry began and how it evolved to where it's at now. Yeah, it's actually quite a interesting story uh, I actually was a an assistant baseball coach for my alma mater Indiana University I want to say in 2014 so that's kind of that's what I wanted to do for the longest time was to be a college coach uh, I played baseball at Indiana uh, played a year professionally and then I wanted to get into coaching that's just what I want to do um, so long story short I was at Indiana um, kind of picked up the hobby of graphic design. That's kind of when it was like getting big on social media, 2014-ish, and uh, kind of did it in my spare time as an assistant coach or would use it to like make a, a brochure or a camp flyer for a recruit or something. And actually, I really liked it. I, I enjoyed it. And long story short, um, the Indiana men's basketball coach got like, got wind of 
me doing this Photoshop stuff and and made a job and, and brought me in for an interview and I accepted it like within 24 hours. I mean, it was, it, I decided this is what I wanted to do and kind of get out of coaching. Not that I didn't enjoy it. I, I really did, but to transition into something different, I really loved it. Had like a, a strong passion for it. So that was even before what I'm doing now. So that was graphic design, like 2014. And then, so Indiana basketball there for, I want to say maybe a little bit under a year, like eight months. And then, uh, Duke basketball had just won the national championship 2015 and they had a job opening within a month after their season and I applied for it. I mean, it was Duke basketball. Uh, it was tough to leave my alma mater of Indiana. Loved it there. Um, go Hoosiers. Got a, if anybody, Indi any Indiana people listening, <laughs> go Hoosiers. Got to give a shout out there. Loved, loved going to school there. Loved working. Um, but Duke coach K went for an interview and absolutely just loved it. Um, so I transitioned to there after about eight, nine months at Indiana. And then, uh, I was with Duke for about two years, um, doing graphic design to start and kind of picked up video content along the way and started to love using a camera. That's kind of like when the camera came into play and learning through YouTube tutorials. And I know we've all done it and learned basic settings or how to use a camera or like what's the difference between different lenses camera whatever and loved filming games um practices whatever so i kind of transitioned during my time at duke from graphic design to video creation video content did both it was a heavy load but got more into video and then michigan football came along two years after i was at duke and they needed a video guy for his football team so uh, I came here and interviewed, and I loved it. Uh, I thought it was another cool opportunity, um, a chance for me to grow full-time video because I was, you know, going from coaching to graphic design, and now it's two years later. I'm like, yeah, I want to do video, photography, all this. So it just kept changing. So it's a very interesting, I guess, background, um, and continuing to learning today, obviously, as we all are. And that's kind of the long story short of where I'm at today and now. Um, transitioning into full-time freelancing. I've been here at Michigan for two years. Absolutely love it. Had a good time. Ann Arbor's a great city. If you've never been here, definitely got to visit sometime. Great college town. <laughs> um, but yeah, go so I'm going into full-time. <laughs> go Bucks. So going uh, full-time freelancing, it's going to be um, definitely excited for this new journey. Um, and that's starting basically now. So it's, it's, it's hitting the ground running, both feet in and um excited for this that's awesome man that is quite the journey everyone yeah. has a unique journey in the sports but yours obviously from coaching to where you're at now which i think if people don't know ty's work which i'm sure you do if you're listening to this but some of the best i think in sports that being said um you're you're doing some stuff on the side with cam newton correct talk to us a little bit about that how that came to fruition um and what exactly you're you're, you're kind of doing for cam yeah, so this started about, I want to say, last um, last summer, um, so just about a year ago. I kind of knew his personal photographer a little bit, um, who's with him full-time. I had never met him before, but he uh, I followed him on social media, Instagram, Twitter, loved his work. Uh, we've chatted through a direct message on social media, whatever. Got to know each other a little bit. And he liked my work as well. And 
there was one time where I was literally sitting on the couch in the summertime, and long story short, I got a, a direct message from Cam, and I was like, "Is this for real? Or is this like a fake account?" So I had to go to his, his <laughs> inst- I had to go to his Instagram page. I had to I had to check mark. So I was like, "Wow, this is really Cam Newton messaging me," um, and he wanted to chat. So he gave me a phone call later that day and kind of gave me his vision or his idea or what he wanted to do um, when bringing me on board and wanted to see if I was interested and if it would work. Um, so I obviously was interested in that being Cam Newton and uh, the superstar athlete that he is and um, obviously he's in the fashion, Under Armour, all that stuff. So it'd be a really cool opportunity to document um, through photo and video his life as much as I can around my full-time job. Um, so met with Michigan and they were fine with it. And it was, it worked out good for me because college football being on Saturdays, um, and then NFL for the most part, Sunday, you know, there's a Monday or a Thursday night game here and there, but so it worked out. It was a long season, uh, Saturday games. I would wake up at 6am and on Sunday and fly to wherever Cam and the Panthers were playing. Um, and literally fly back that night after the game. And then I would, I would make an edit for him during that week, depending on if they won the game, how he played or whatever he was kind of thinking during that time. And it was really cool. It was a great opportunity. It was a lot of work with Michigan and him. Um, but we've built a great relationship ever since then. Uh, talk quite often and uh, going to be doing a lot more work with him here in the near future. But yeah, it was, uh, it was a cool opportunity to, uh, to grow not only myself, but um, being able to do that with him. Because, you know, football, college football is only so many games a year, and we live for those moments as content creators is, is the games are what's most fun, especially, you know, speaking on my side of things, involving a camera, as you guys know, you know, photography, video, whatever, like the games are the best. Um, and college football is only so many games. So getting to do a college football season and an NFL season, uh, all during one year was was a cool experience, and I grew quite a bit for that. That's, That's awesome. dope, man. Um, yeah. Can you kind of speak to just on that uh, note, building how important relationships are with athletes and getting their trust? And I mean, even coming from college football, like making those um, relationships with these student athletes to maybe help yourself grow as they grow in their careers. If, does that make any sense? Yeah. Can you repeat that one more time? It was kind of breaking up there. Yeah. Um, can you just talk about the, how important the relationship building aspect is with athletes and how that um, leads to opportunities like yours for people listening? Yeah, I think um, college or NFL, whatever the case is, I think it's for what I do, and a lot of people are familiar with this, but being able to build a uh, friendship or relationship um, with these student athletes or even the professional athletes, uh, when they're more, when they feel more comfortable when you're around them, you know, they're more likely to give you better content, better stuff to film, capture, whatever the case might be. I mean, we can go into different scenarios, but if they feel comfortable with you around them and they have that trust feeling, um, knowing that you're going to, you know, shine a good light on them and not make them look bad, not that they do look bad or anything, but, um, and create good content. I think it's, um, I think that can only help, um, is building that. And 
not just holding a camera and filming them or photographing them, but getting to know them as people um, is equally as important because it helps you tell a better story when you get to know that individual um, and what they're about, what makes them tick, you know, what they like, what they don't like, um, and getting to know them on like a friendship level. Um, so it just makes both parties, you and that student athlete or professional athlete, more comfortable around each other. And um, at the end of the day, that's just, it creates a better uh, content, whether it's photo, video, whatever the case might be. Hopefully that answered your question. No, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I had to, to follow up with is, you know, you talked about it a little bit in terms of how you've grown uh, from a graphic designer to a video content creator or editor. So much of that is self-learning. Talk a little bit about that and how you kind of crafted your own path, because I think a lot of times people get into sports and they feel limited by a certain path they can go. And I think especially with social and content, people feel like they can only do a certain aspect of social or content. Or like if you're a graphic designer, you can only do that. You have a unique path and a unique you know, journey of growth. And a lot of that came from self-learning. So one, talk about all the avenues you went through to learn, but also with that, um, how you use that to kind of craft a path and, and quite frankly, move from being a graphic designer to being kind of a well-versed content creator. Yeah, I think the one thing that I have always had, and I know a lot of other people do as well, and one thing I've always looked for in whether I've had an intern or needed to hire somebody or even moving forward with freelance when I hire people is, does someone have a, uh, a strong curiosity? Do they have an interest in not only doing what they're supposed to do well, but are they curious to learn more? Um, and maybe, you know, there's, you know, I picked up a camera and I learned how to take photos. Well, now I want to learn how to do video. So then, you know, I got really, you know, good at both, whatnot, and continued to grow. But having that curiosity of growing um, in whatever your field might be um, and learning new things and whatnot. But I guess my path, again, I didn't go to school for this. This was all self-taught, as you mentioned. Uh, a lot of YouTube tutorials, um, literally at, late at night at home, you know, I would learn something, um, try to learn a new video or a new technique or whatever the case might be on YouTube or, you know, these content creators that are on YouTube that share this knowledge because YouTube or excuse me, YouTube is so such a powerful um, thing to use, um, not only in just like filmmaking and content creation, but whatever the case might be. But there's a lot of knowledge out there if you spend the time and and know what to search for and, and follow the right people, you can really learn a lot. Um, I've literally learned everything from YouTube. I mean, I owe everything to YouTube that I've learned. Obviously there's people along the way, other photographers or video guys that, you know, I've, I've picked up knowledge from. Um, and that's kind of how I grew is the more I could learn in my free time um, and downtime has helped me continue to grow and get better when you know, I got to perform and do well and capture whether it's Michigan football, Duke basketball, or now working for these different brands um, and agencies, whatever the case, and more athletes, whatever the case might be. Um, it's all that stuff has led up to where it is today. For sure. Um, so as part of that, and I don't know if there's a certain group of individuals that you'd recommend, but I'm sure a lot of listeners would be interested to know kind of some of the avenues when you went to search this stuff, were there certain content creators on YouTube that you kind of defaulted to um, or, or certain individuals that you kind of looked up to on YouTube uh, for tutorials? 
Yeah, I'd say two that come to mind for me, and there's so many good ones out there, it's tough to like leave everybody off the list. Um, but the two that I would say I've spent the most time or gravitated towards learning from would be uh, Peter McKinnon, uh, YouTube and vlogger, um, very well known. I think he's got like three and a half million subscribers on YouTube. So he's very well known, um, very knowledgeable, um, engaging, fun, um, quite hilarious. So he, he's, he's fun to watch his videos and he's, he's always sharing knowledge. And I would say the other one would be Jacob Owens, um, who I would say is my favorite of all. I think they're all fantastic. Um, but him doing uh, freelance business um, and doing so many different things. Um, and he shares knowledge as well. Obviously, there's many, many other people, guys and girls that I could name that I've, I've watched, but those are probably be the main two that I gravitate towards. Um, and I, another thing with YouTube, I'd say my one inspiration when it comes to that stuff is, is really just watching like a lot of music videos. I don't know about you guys, but I'm like a big music video guy and it's kind of dying a little bit now, but um, I love watching music videos. I love watching videos of uh, music video directors and kind of learning, even though they're maybe not teaching you something on YouTube, but like watching how they see with their, their whatever their vision might be and how it comes to life. Because uh, there's so many different aspects of not only just picking up a camera and knowing how to frame a subject or shoot a subject and capture that moment. Um, there's a lot of pre-thought involved and being aware of the surrounding. Um, so I think going back to like the YouTube guys and learning that stuff again, all self-taught and literally starting with like how to turn on a camera four years ago and like what's shutter speed, what's ISO, what's, you know, aperture, all this stuff. And now it's like, you know, wow, I really came from knowing nothing to where I am now. Sure. Very cool. Um, so first off, congrats on being nominated for two Emmys. Can you tell us a little bit about the pieces that are nominated? Yeah, um, thank you. By the, thank you for that. Um, it was a cool moment because two years ago, I didn't really know too much about like the Emmy nominations and stuff. And someone was like, hey, you should like throw your video in there. Um, so last year or a year and a half ago was my first time and ended up somehow winning one last year and it was like the coolest moment ever you know i had i went in there first time or didn't really know what to expect um ended up winning an award for best sports feature of the year um from our season opening video uh called hail and the two this year um again was our other season opening video um called colors it's very much speaks on like the tradition of Michigan football, uh, the maize and blue, um, not only just the tradition of coaches, of great players, you know, your traditional like season opening video that gets everybody going. And those are one of my favorite videos to make. And, you know, you have all the time in the world before the first game to make them. Um, so I really take my time on those. And then the other one um, was our Paris trip, our 2018 team trip. Uh, we went to Paris, and that was an awesome experience. Um, when I came back, I'm pretty sure I slept for a week straight because I had to film for a week straight nonstop. So I had to get some rest when I got back. But that was the other one was our Paris video. Both videos around five, six minutes, so longer form, I guess. And, um, but yeah, it's nomination now. Hopefully, knock on wood, hopefully can get a, a win or two. Um, but I'm not sure when that is i think it's in the coming months but yeah those are the two videos for this year awesome man we'll be looking out for it i'm i'm 
hopeful that one of them or multiple of them are winners as well because you do great work, as I said. Um, the next question I had for you is one I think a lot of listeners would be interested in, even myself. Um, a lot of people think about you know having freelance work on the side or, or having a side hustle, and you're essentially taking the next step in terms of, of turning it into your full-time business. What went into that decision? Um, and kind of how did you chase that passion to make it something um, that was a side business that turned into a full business? Yeah, I think um, one was the opportunity just to work with Cam. You know, I was at, this was a year ago, going back a year now. I didn't really do freelance much on the side. You know, it was strictly full-time Michigan football. Um, but when I got that opportunity, it kind of opened my eyes a little bit. Um, to make not only more income, which everybody would like, um, but the opportunity to grow and continue to improve and um, network and build uh, relationships with not only the team you're with and other teams you might play with, against, but to build it in a different level, being the NFL. Um, so I was getting to know a lot of college folks, obviously being with Michigan football and then the NFL folks. So it was really cool. It was a lot of work. Um, but transitioning into it now, um, it's definitely exciting for me being able to take on multiple um, different projects. I think is what I'm looking forward to the most is being able to work for some really cool brands um, here in the coming weeks. Um, hit the ground running here soon, but it's going to be it'll be different. I think at first, you know, not I wouldn't say doing the same thing all the time for the same team because there's always different content, different different needs in-house or on social media for Michigan. But, you know, going from whether it's basketball or football or baseball or, you know, just kind of the, the switch of something a little different, a little new, um, and getting to network and build with so many people is what intrigued me about this avenue. Um, not that I would never work for a team again. Um, I definitely – could see myself doing that again in the future. But for now, like I'm, I'm interested in growing and doing something a little bit different um, and excited for that opportunity to work for, like I said, some of these athletes um, and other brands that already got on the schedule and hopefully got some more coming soon, but also the opportunity to travel just different places and meeting all these different people. But I think just wanting to experience the freelance and learning that I really liked it um, and I guess the things that you, you see along the way and, you know, just, I guess for me, it's just doing something a little bit different than what I did last project or last week or, you know, a different city, state, whatever. So that's kind of exciting for me, I guess. Absolutely. That makes sense. So you've had a lot of great moments, I'm assuming in throughout your career, what has been like your top two favorite moments that you've got to that you were able to cover or shoot or whatever the case may be top two moments a good question um i would say the coolest moment is going on family vacation with cam uh last uh, right before the football season last fall going uh to cancun with him for a week that wow. was probably my coolest that was probably my coolest moment just because I was still new to getting to know him. Uh, again, this was not even a year ago, right before his season. You know, obviously, I want to do a good job. Now I'm going to Cancun with him and his family. It was awesome. It was like the greatest trip ever. Um, got to know him personally. He got to know me. 
And that was one of the coolest things about Cam is like, he's not just, he wants you to, you know, do what you got to do, but he wants to get to know you as a person as well. And I'm just, you know, a video guy from Michigan. Like this is Cam Newton. Why would he, you know, even be interested or care? But no, he's a genuine dude. It was a great time. That was probably my coolest moment though, is getting to go do all the events and stuff that just kind of relax on vacation, like I said, but um, it was a cool moment. Uh, the other one would probably be, you know, filming the Ohio State and Michigan football games, even though we came out on the wrong side the last two years. Uh, it was uh, <laughs> it's still a cool. It's it's still a cool moment to witness that because coming from Duke, the Duke North Carolina basketball rivalry is like, you know, it's it's next level. It's crazy, and then and then jumping into Ohio State and Michigan is like even another big thing like it's crazy to like the people like that whole week rivalry week is just something I've never ever experienced before I'm getting to not only witness that game right there on the sidelines again to capture those moments even though we didn't get the win it was still a cool moment other than that I'd probably say uh our Michigan State win this past year was probably my favorite one um beating them at their place just just, just the memories and the guys going crazy after the game and knowing how hard they work throughout the season. But uh, those are probably my favorite moments um, in the last couple of years for sure. Cool. Yeah, I, I can't say uh, mine tops yours, so you got us <laughs> beat there. <laughs> um, so the last question we have for you is any advice that you have for listeners or aspiring content creators um, what what are kind of your go-tos and what would you advise people who are hoping to kind of reciprocate um, or follow a similar path to you, whether it be on the team side or freelance side? Yeah, I'd say my advice for whether you're just getting into this or even if you've been in this industry for maybe a year or two is to be proactive and have a curiosity to want to um, continue to not only learn but improve um, and be willing to and not stuck in one way, which I think um, when you find your niche, that's cool, but you want to continue to learn. And, and when you when you do that, you can only get better. Um, but I think being proactive, whether it's, you know, interested in multiple things and being, or whether it's proactive on social media, building a website or um, trying to just having that curiosity and being proactive to go do and create content. Um, you don't always have to be filming the the uh, NBA championship or the NFL Super Bowl to like create good content. Like you can go create good content doing whatever. So when you're trying to improve, you know, doing that and being creative with what you have, um, and just going to create content to the best that you can with what you have. I mean, it's not always about the equipment, even though that can help. Uh, but whatever you might have, whether it's the your first camera or a big camera or one lens or multiple lenses, just going to create content because you're only going to get better when you shoot more um, and when you edit more. Um, that's the only way you can improve. Um, there's no magic pill or anything like that or snap of a finger that makes you better. Um, it's just you got to continue to create and do that stuff and promote yourself um, in the right way. Uh, social media, I would say, is important. Um, and networking with peers and people that do similar to what you do um because people can always the power of social media as we all know is is it's crazy what you can do if you network and promote yourself the right way online you never know who could run across your work and 
you don't have to, again, you don't have to be filming for the greatest team ever or for an NFL athlete or NBA athlete to get noticed. It's great, good content that's engaging. You never know who's going to see it. Um, and and being that makes you more prepared when a job opening might happen and you and you go after that job. Now you have a, a strong portfolio of of your work that you've put together for however long. But even if it's like I said, even if it's not the coolest events in the world and you're not getting these, you know, these baseline passes or or field passes or whatever, but. If he can, if he or she can create good content out of something, I can't imagine what he or she would do when he's or her is with our team. If that makes sense, so I think that's to continue to learn, network, have a strong website, and just keep creating and being proactive. And I think, you know, eventually you'll be on the right path and find something that you enjoy, and hopefully at a place that that you enjoy as well. It's great I heard advice it from the man himself. <laughs> Trying. Appreciate. <it. laughs> appreciate you hopping on today um that was really great advice and for any listeners that want to contact you or learn more about your work where can they find you at yeah so uh twitter instagram uh ty rogers i think it's underscore before and after that underscore ty rogers underscore uh i think my email is on there and all that so probably twitter is the easiest way um since we're all on there talking all the time anyways <laughs> but uh that or instagram um definitely would love to connect so anybody who might have a question after listening to this, yeah, feel free to reach out. I try to, and that's another thing is I love guys and girls who like are willing to like share knowledge and like, you know, it's, it's, we all learn, but as a social media industry, whether you're creating content or not, like when we all help each other out, it can only help us all improve. And it's a small community, you know, inside of a big community. And it's as long as we're all together. And that's why I love this. This podcast is great. It's, it's, it's getting to learn some, you know, I was listening to some other ones earlier today and literally got to learn about some, some people. I had no idea who they were. And like, it, it's just really cool when you, when you get to the power of that through whether it's a podcast or, or social media or whatever is having that community, having that bond and, and, and making each other improve. And at the end of the day, we all, we all want to see each other succeed. So yeah, that's, that's my, uh, that's my spill retweet love I, it I, I, we're on the same we're on the same board uh, appreciate it again and thanks for your time yeah thanks for listening to this episode of social on the sidelines presented by front office sports all episodes are brought to you by Boom. team infographics um nice. they i was trying to do what you do but i realized i would sound way uglier than you do um so yeah, I just didn't go there. But anyway, they do fire digital content needs for your digital teams. Um, you can find them on Twitter at Team Infographs or online at teaminfographics.com. And uh, yeah, everyone spam Amara with uh, slander about her not watching any Avengers movies and partaking in the memes like a fraud. What an absolute fraud. I'm, I'm going to bring mad. Will back on here and ban you for harassment on twitter.com hey will never verify her she doesn't even wow, deserve wow that is so that's the most hurtful thing you've ever said if i snap can they just delete half of your followership for not watching these movies sure oh congrats to amara who's crossed like a million followers oh, now here we go wait did i i don't want to be the one to spill the beans but we're on the podcast and what you know it? i'm just gonna do it did aaron ever hit you with a specialized moment 
accolade for crossing 20,000 followers. Erin is her boss, by the way, everybody. Yes. Oh my gosh, this story. So the, was it the graphic? Yeah. So that graphic was so fire. <laughs> Why didn't you tweet it out? That is the weirdest thing. Okay, so this is actually really funny. So we were we have like a million Slack channels, and one is like digital content where all the um. Ooh, the, I have that same one too. Yes, where all like the finished products are put, so I can grab and post. And um, I was like waiting for something, and it wasn't coming. And um, all of a sudden, I look in Slack, and there's this graphic that's just like 20,000 followers and there's like seven it's a beautiful graphic like, it's an like amazing graphic <laughs> six photos of me it's just like oh my god are you kidding me so I saw it and I burst out laughing and nobody told me that it was there and everyone came in and gave me crap for it and it was hilarious shout out I, the trailblazers I was at uh South by Southwest sitting next to Aaron and <laughs> We pulled up your Twitter, and he was like, once she gets to 20, we're going to tweet this out. And um, <laughs> you were at 19.9, and I was, we were literally the entire weekend of South By. We would check every day to see if you got because I wanted to see it. And then I never saw it go out. I'm so yeah. upset. Well, I would never post that. That's What? I what get, if I... <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text Aaron and tell him to send it to me and just you change it, it to like 20. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, you, you I'm gonna to tweet it out. Oh I'm going to. Can you send it to me? I'm going to tweet yes. it out. Okay. Okay, send it to me. I'm going to tweet it out <laughs> after this. So you guys know I'm not playing. This graphic is fire. It's really good. Oh, man. All right. All right. All right. Thanks for listening, friends. Yes. And slander Amara for being trash. Okay.